0: Hello.
1: Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's been, it's been you? about two seconds couple, since our last couple minutes since couple minutes last we spoke.
0: It's been a we we had a we just had a great uh, conversation with James Donald Forbes McCann. We kind of just hopped right into it. We really honestly. didn't.
1: Yeah, we just kind of went. It, it was this great. Is,
0: we we kind of we made a decision a while back to like not do guests, but like we did a guest. This time, this yeah. week. Yeah. And I'm really happy that we did. James just mm-hmm. fit right into the show. It perfect. You guys are it's it's gonna be like a regular crunch with an extra guy. It's gonna be it's you're gonna love it. Um Ethan, do you wanna explain a little bit about who James is? I'm glad we didn't do this with him. It would have been it would have ruined the vibe.
1: Yeah, he didn't he didn't like us when I talked about him. He didn't enjoy it. Yeah, he's like,
0: no, get out of here. Get out
1: of here. It's like, dude, you're actually doing great. It's, he's so good. So he has a podcast called the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan, which is not how I found out about him, but I started listening to his podcast. It's amazing. You should check it out. It's about his quest to buy a boat.
0: It is his quest. Oh, to this buy is a his
1: boat. quest to buy a boat. It's, if you go on the podcast, yeah. the whole point of the podcast is to make enough money to buy a boat. It's an incredible concept. Yeah. Listen to the show. Start from the beginning and just walk through. It's a, it's it's a journey. It's hard to explain, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's listen, a good show. listen to the catamaran plan. Secondly, he has a YouTube channel, James Donald Forbes McCann. You can follow it on YouTube. He's got a lot of stand-up. He's a comedian.
0: He is a stand-up comedian. That's kind of the first thing about him is he's he's, a stand-up comedian. He's a stand-up
1: comedian, so he's got a lot of bits and and things. He does this great segment called uh, Quality and Training Purposes where he calls various companies and essentially preaches Catholic social teaching through his (laughs) conversations with these people. It's very good. He's also been on Pints with Aquinas. Yes. That episode is locked behind Matt's paywall, but some of the clips have been up on Pints, and he's also been doing some special videos for Matt that are kind of in the quality and training purposes style. Sure. Like he just did one where he called Joel Osteen's church to try and get mm-hmm. Joel onto Pints, and it's very funny watching him navigate the uh Is the cr- it
0: like fake?
1: No, it's real. Hundred percent real Oh,
0: he's calling the actual calls- government saying I can't say the word Anzac. Yes. And it's real. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Yes that's awesome yeah it's
1: very good so he's he i think he's got great ideas uh he's an inspiration to me <laughs>
0: that, that makes it even funnier because the one that i watched he was like i'm sorry i need to i need to check is this uh, is this call being monitored for quality assurance purposes <laughs> yeah and then he was the guy was like oh, the other other was like yeah yeah it is. <laughs> Go be good 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 it's so i that's think he's
1: funny i think he's very funny i think he's one of the best comedians working today uh, just simply because he's got the orthodoxy of the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. but he's not like a jerk about it. You know what I it's mean? Like he's not, boring, yeah. he's not boring. He's not normy. He's mm-hmm. very good, and so we got to talk to him, and it was great.
0: I'm a comedian, but I'm Catholic.
1: What? 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 Uh, he it's had to move like our podcast, He had to move outside in the middle of it. We were talking about the Jews.
0: The woman just <laughs> walked in. No, don't give it away. That's funny. That's funny though. Yeah. Was, he was staying. He was staying at someone's house, and the, the roommate came in. Anyway, we can't, oh we can't my god, spoil goodness. the podcast. I'm anyway, sorry, if you're wondering a... why. If you're wondering why, <laughs> what happened in the middle? Oh, anyway, man. enough of that. These people don't want to listen to us talk. They want to listen to us talk. So let's get on with the show. Um, a quick reminder before we do that: pilgrimage is filling up. Link in the description. Oh yeah, you have you have until April fourteenth. Uh, to lock in your spot. Lock and it then, in. Then who knows? Prices could go up. They could go down. They could go. Oh, who knows? Who knows? And it's out of our hands at that point because the airplane wants to be full. Um. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. And now back to the show. We're professional podcasters.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Cool. Boom. Oh, come on. Let's go. Yeah. Great. Easy. Money. Now we're cooking with gas, baby. We were. Yeah, we were. We were. Shot. But humble cavemen hunched over a fire. And now we've got propane. And butane and other such flammable gases. I'm
3: not thoroughly convinced that my microphone won't have some sort of terrible, terrible stuff up and that this will be proven to be the horrible hubris that it is. But I'm trying.
1: And if it does, then we'll just have to figure it out another way at another time. We'll come to Australia. You'll come back here. Whatever.
3: I'm trying to get back there as soon as possible. It was great. You have a wonderful country. Um, Thank you. F- f- way further away from violent race war breaking out in the streets than your oh, yeah? media makes it seem. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying that was going on in Australia. I was like, really? That's not what... <laughs> no, no, no. Australia is... Well, give it time. But, uh, you know, we're-, we're downstream. But I was over there for the... <laughs> it was just before the midterm election. Mm. And yeah. the previous... The red wave was coming. <laughs> it was coming. It came in certain places and it definitely didn't come <laughs> in other places. Uh, yeah. But the... I mean like 2 years ago there was all the street violence for the uh, Trump election and then his midterms mm-hmm. had a lot of street violence oh, yeah. and then uh so his midterms had street violence it's just like it felt like there had been street violence going back at, at presidential elections and midterms for like 8 years it was like it was like four, like four times in a row concerning pattern to say the least yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking forward to seeing it. I had come out to check out the Luton (laughs) and it was just the most calm, relaxed, no one cares vibe. You were like, I was going to get an iPad out of it. I was going to go. I was going to see. I need some (laughs) new sneaks.
1: You did go to Steubenville, Ohio, where people are more likely to be passed out from heroin in the streets than fighting a race. Uh, Yeah.
3: You know, and I don't, I don't see any, we're still a very much a meth country. Uh, Mm -hmm. The heroin um, uptick has not happened yet. You'll catch up. Yet. Give it time. People have just arrived home. And this is going to seem very strange. I'm sorry. Hello? 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 <laughs> now they're gone. I'm at a, I'm at a friend's uh, house and he's, he's gone. And okay. he has two housemates who I thought had just popped in. It's fine. What was I saying? Really? Oh, yes. Heroin. Wonderful. <laughs> it's a great drug. All the hero- I've never been afraid of a heroin addict in my life. They're sleepy, they're mm-hmm. relaxed. Oh, yeah. The meth people are frightening, but I didn't see one meth guy. You've, you've gotten rid of meth. Heroin has totally displaced meth Indeed. in well, America.
1: With, once, once Breaking Bad ended, everyone was like, well, we've probably had enough of that. It's you know, passe. Passé, yeah, we're it. done with it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's such a. Uh, man, yeah, Steubenville was full of. It's a very strange town. I uh, really liked it.
1: So you know, Patrick went to school in, at Steubenville. So he's Did got the, know that.
3: like, ah, like, oh, very nice. Yeah. Yes. By the river. It's now full of poison. Oh,
0: oh, indeed. And and I had a very Steubenville experience recently. I was driving down the road. It just you know it was classic Steubenville road. It was very potholey. And there was a yep. uh, the car in front of me. Just stopped in the middle of the road for no reason. And I well, it was a reason obviously. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And all of a sudden, I see a guy. Come turn turn around. He's not listening to anything, but he's jamming. Right? He's excited. Mm -hmm. He's he's dancing, and he has a giant stuffed unicorn that he's like nice, you know, flying around. And uh, the guy he like walks around the car, doesn't notice that there's a car in front of him. The car drives away. Now it's my turn. He doesn't notice me. I try to be like, hey, how's it going? You know, (laughs) just like give him a little friendly nod, lock the doors just in case. And um, he's like, he's just vibing, and he just turns around. And his whole ass is just out. <laughs> Beautiful. And it's just a brief. <laughs> a brief. Beautiful. And, he flips around and uh, that's Hashtag that's happy pride,
1: you know. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people would pay for that experience. And it's, you got it for I got free. it for free.
0: It was. It was. Yeah. Um. You know, got to take a little break, see a show, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Steubenville. No one's hurting you. They're just showing you their whole ass on the street. Right. You know. Amazing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sydney's a little like that at the moment. We've got a big pride festival currently okay. happening. And there's a lot of there's a lot of buds on the street. Is Sydney and, like the uh, San
0: Francisco of, of Australia?
3: I see what you're saying, and in that capacity, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I understand what you mean by that. I yeah. hear you I mean I, I think San Francisco's having Every all these California, w- this was another. So I got to go to LA. I didn't get to go to San Francisco, but everyone talked about the homelessness, and they talked mm. about this in San Francisco, like, oh. and it's hard to tell how much of that is conservative propaganda of like yeah. it's hell in a handbasket. These Democrat mayors, yeah, and then, um, but seriously, LA did have like a bizarre and like noticeable homeless. Uh, oh yeah, it's contingent.
0: Like, there's like a yeah. famous like contingent of LA that's just like this is where homeless people just live. You know, it's like... Yeah.
3: Well, and why wouldn't you? The weather is so nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you didn't have a home, that's where I would go. Indeed. Uh-huh. I mean,
0: yeah, in Pittsburgh, like the homeless people just die all the time. It's awful. They yeah. Just, it's You'd just be cold.
3: Judicious not to be homeless in... It, it's Pittsburgh. a bad decision
0: if
2: you're
3: going to... A few people are like, I'm homeless, I'm killing it. I'm going hard yeah. in the paint. This is what it's all about for me. Someone but on their LinkedIn like Venice is Beach. like... Oh, yeah. But you can just lit, like, yeah. If you, if you, I mean, if you don't have a home, I know homeless people have people sleeping rough. Uh, you get people get upset with you for saying homeless now. Uh, the un unhu- the unhoused. I, don't I know. Yeah, I, yeah, the PC term yeah, you've yeah, got. We've all yeah. got different. The unhoused. People
0: experiencing homelessness. We're just we're just
3: shifting
1: prefixes and suffixes around. We're not really.
3: Wouldn't it be good <laughs> to just? I mean, if the government could spend a little more money on giving them shelter and a little less money on policing the way we talk about it, that would be sweet. That's how I feel about. It. All things, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no, this is all fantastic and 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 it's content worthy. However, I don't want to put you in a corner where you are like hmm? gonna gonna be uh, like, oh, I didn't know that was on the
3: on the record. And- no, please, it was all the record. I honestly taking in any direction you want, but uh, I am insensitive to your nation's shibboleths. Great. I am so Ooh. deeply <laughs> focused that, on my own country's problems Indeed. that, uh, yeah, like I, I wrote, you shouldn't be, man. I was stepping on it a lot when I was over there, and you know, speaking out of will. But uh, I will just say that on the specifically on the topic of race, mm. this is not communicated in the media, but that uh, white people live in a constant state of terror on not knowing <laughs> what the wrong thing is to say. Oh yeah, right, oh, yeah. and like desperately not wanting to say the wrong thing because there are consequences, and also because they want to be good people. But there is no agreed upon set of, and this is an unease that is. Uh, Common to many of the whites that I <laughs> encounter uh, yeah. in America, the
1: whites are not all right. That's what I've been saying. Nah. And, the,
3: <laughs> and it's it's upsetting it's because
0: the only other alternative is just blatant disregard to the point of right. malice,
3: which is also also bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. a good place to uh, be,
0: and so here we are, politically
3: homeless. Sorry, people yeah, politically I mean, experiencing, pol- homelessness. Political, experiencing homelessness. Political political very, nice, very Nice, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, it's tough. You gotta. Um, I mean, I think. Ideally, you want to be, if you can, if you have goodwill and you're really, you're trying to be, you know, trying to be sensitive and having goodwill, uh, that should be just about all that's required of you in terms of like having a conversation about something, which is not to say you have to be right, but you should, I don't understand how anyone could even, I mean, do they, these globalist elites just want us living in fear, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Maybe it's not a, it's not a bug, it's a feature. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows?
1: Patrick you got you got canceled today on Twitter because oh, I of did. That. did you?
3: Yeah,
0: I did. Oh yeah. Well, it Patrick has a
1: habit. We both have a habit of getting a bit n- not as much with the race stuff, it's usually with the women that we get in trouble. Ah, yeah. uh,
0: yes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I was going to say some to the to the effect of the uh, of the of the language thing. It's a uh, it's a way to, it's a reward, it's a reward system people get rewarded when they are able to keep up with the yeah. uh the the the, the trends. Yeah.
3: Um, it's a way if- to help middle-class, highly-educated people have casual sex. I do believe <laughs> that's really where the power lies. It's, uh, the power yep. lies where you that's can't criticize. For. And it is <laughs> no, but isn't it? It's like if you have a if you have a proper job, or yeah. you're tied up in the demands of children, and you can't keep up with the constant shifting of, which I feel is slowing down now that the media is sufficiently fragmented that it's hard to have a narrative. But like the high point might have been 2012 to. 2016 of like there's there's a new term it's been out for a month and anyone who's using the old term is in serious trouble i think it's slowed down a little bit but what do you get what do you get cancelled for with the women on twitter oh so i i i had an
0: opinion um where uh, i i i saw some people getting upset you you have an australian that you've lent to us there's uh, you've met him mr who have we given you now oh yeah what's he said now I like he, it, yeah. he he made he <laughs> made his say? fame he found his fortune telling teenagers not to have sex with each other a noble cause my in my opinion yep and yep. um he gave the the chastity talk was kind of a uh uh a common experience of many young people my age yeah. and older in youth ministry and I saw people getting upset about the existence of chastity talks and saying they were um mm. they were harmed by them they mm-hmm. gave them a bad view of their sexuality which you know all that. And I said, let's not pretend that chastity talks uh, were abusive crimes against humanity. They were just Mm -hmm. cheesy. We can say that and move on. Now, I did not sufficiently nuance my take. Should have said some. Most chastity talks are not this way. Yeah. Because what happened was uh, people were upset. And then someone was kind of lecturing me and I blocked him. And then blocking him got me in trouble. And no yeah, it all happened. It's,
1: yeah. it's over for Patrick. Yeah. It's been over for like 12 hours for him. I know. There's no going back. I got, blo- <laughs> I got banned on Twitter yesterday. You got you got banned on Twitter for replying to me. Back. You got banned. I told yeah. Ethan to
0: cut off his own hands, and they didn't so like it.
1: So <laughs> I made a tweet to the – there's, oh, a, bumper no, uh, my, there's context, a bumper sticker on my – There's a bumper sticker on my street about – It says, uh, don't like abortion, get a vasectomy. And I said – that I, I saw this, I tweeted, I said, I saw this bumper sticker this morning. I think this is good because it's asking men to take responsibility. I think it's bad mm. because you're saying that responsibility looks like self-mutilation and not Man, self-control. I've,
3: I've started leaning in on stage with like late-night audiences of drunks talking about yeah. how vasectomy is male genital mutilation, and people are not having it. No, really? they don't. This like is it. the Oberton window has not moved sufficiently that I can discuss that. Talking oh, about condoms being bad, lots of wooing. Oh, lots of support from men oh, and women sure. alike. Because everybody <laughs> yeah. knows, really, uh, yeah. that there's something sickening and wrong about it. About but uh, the vasectomy, there's a. The, like women get. These, like, women who've had two kids. Don't you. get me started. It's so bad for the environment. <laughs> but these. Uh, this. There's, yeah, there's a certain type of wine mum who's like, nah, I'll set my hubby off to get the snip. And they're really passionate. <laughs> these pro-vasectomy women. <laughs> I've yet to meet a man. Ah, oh, I don't want to. So you took aim at that and you said cut your hands off. What, and like don't like masturbating, cut your said,
1: hands off? Patrick made a joke. He said, don't like stabbing, cut off your own hands. And because, yeah, he's, because he tweeted to me, cut off your own hands, it automatically yeah. flagged him and, and he got the 12-hour... I got the twelve hour Man, uh, yeah, yeah, the timeout. Yeah, Mr. Musk.
3: It's not in threat. It's a scriptural instruction, and I must say, <laughs> I'm shocked that more <laughs> Sola scriptura fundamentalists are not gouging out their eyes. How come that's not happening more often? How come that right. hasn't been incorporated into part of Anonite Menonism? Uh, I'm, I'm surprised me. they're not Anonite. doing the old
0: the do, doing the old uh, uh, the old origin the origin privilege, just chopping off. Now, their did own. he
3: did he chop something out?
0: Allegedly. Chop something off. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> Chomp something out. Chomp something
0: off. It's not like we have it in a cathedral encased in gold. You know, he just we no. we think he did it, but
3: uh, Origen is maybe the most beloved early Christian who doesn't get to become a saint because yeah. of the uh heresies are uh, I mean, it wasn't announced until after he was dead, right? That he yeah. had been yeah, he Heretical.
0: said he, he said kind of things like, "Oh yeah, Jesus was like lower than God." You know, like that sort of thing. Cuz he yeah, yeah. He, had, he had some of these like Greek influences where they were like, "Yeah, there's degrees of divinity." And the Latins were like, yes. "No, no, no. You're either God or you're not. Like, let's just let's just draw that line right now." <laughs> Patrick, and enthusiastically how come, how come, jumped on
3: board with that in the end. Yeah.
1: How come every interview Sorry. we do ends up being you talking about uh, Greek philosophy and the church fathers. No the, water, what. the
0: water settles the lowest point. Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants yeah. to know. This is why I got the <laughs> theology degree, because everyone right. wants to know.
3: Well, I, but if I can update it for uh, the cool uh, medieval generation, I mean, Thomas Aquinas <laughs> uh, backs in things that are later deemed to be heretical. His views on yep. Mariology are not uh, consistent, mm-hmm. and yet he is still granted sainthood because we acknowledge that he was doing the best he could at the time with the resources sure. that he had and he wasn't openly uh attempting to be heretical and i think this is probably from what i understand of origin true as well like he's he's acting in uh the best faith he has and there's not as sophisticated a theological structure around him to guide him and he's not in rebellion yeah. against the church
0: yeah i think so I that think seems I think more it's like like what the the writings aren't the thing that canonize you right it's like the uh, the the, li- the way the you live your life and in the early yeah. church it was just like did people generally recognize him as a saint like there's no canonization date for Augustine no they were all just like yeah that guy's in heaven. Yeah, that guy. And then yeah. I guess no, no one was is like point. that with Origin. I guess they didn't like him. He was kind of crotchety. But
3: Thomas Aquinas had all Part those stories point. about having the... He had a big flaming torch, and he was trying to beat up that prostitute, and people go, yeah, no, that guy's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's in heaven for sure. <laughs> he's in he's yeah. up there, man. He, he got her good. <laughs> yeah. Whereas G.K. Chesterton, no one's coming out. No, saying.
0: he kind of didn't like a certain group of people.
1: No, you can't, you can't chase the Jews what? out with a hot torch. Oh. That'll get you in trouble oh. pretty quick.
3: Look... He was, this is going to be in trouble. Uh, I read uh, recently, so he was very Belloc informed. And I read mm-hmm. Belloc's much maligned book on the Jews. I think it's called The Jews. And, um, <laughs> I love a good it short story title. <laughs> yeah. yes, right, so I, I know exactly
1: he, what I'm getting when I read
3: this book. <laughs> he's up and down with it. And there are things in there that are quite confronting from a post-Holocaust Mm. perspective but what yeah. is not taken into account i don't think because he's saying things like all right we've got a problem with all these jews hanging around and it's making people very upset so perhaps they need their own little passport or they're he's like i don't think we could set up the state of israel again because you'd have to push all these arabs out and there'd be lots of fighting so he's quite far-sighted on that one <laughs> um but he was like so how, short of setting up a geographical home." that's going to cause too many problems. How can we have some peace and harmony with Jews living here? And then he has quite extreme measures. But then what's not taken into account is he's writing pre-Holocaust and he's saying, I see something terrible on the horizon. Something has to be done now to avoid this disgusting anti-Semitism all around. Here are some things, some like pressure valves that we can pull so that we can all live together in peace. And then so after the Holocaust, you read that and you go like, this monster was prefiguring... <laughs> um, you know, But yeah. then at the time, you're like, his Jewish copyist was writing it. He was surrounded by Jewish people. He obviously has the interests of, like, there not being a genocide at heart. Right. I don't know to the extent that's also true of Chesterton, but I think Chesterton is downstream. I don't like that this Chesterton Twitter account is obviously anti Semitic. Oh, And yeah. it's just that's going obnoxious. like four yeah. political points. It's very obnoxious and uh, can't yeah. help people enjoy what's good about Chesterton. I don't know why that's an attitude that they. A running with? Yeah,
0: yeah. The problem with Chestertonians is they're very into the fact. They're into that. You know, they're like yeah. into that fact. They're like, I'm Chestertonian, so I'm kind of the... They're kind of like sola scriptura with Chesterton. It's like, <laughs> well, he said everything.
3: He said this, that, and the other thing, so it's gospel. Yeah, it's, it's Just cause he's But he said, so mu- he said too much. He said too Have much. Have you seen the collected works of Chesterton? It's obscene. <laughs>
0: he's, it's as oh, big as yeah. the man himself. I've yeah. read, I read three books of Chesterton's, and I was only yep. 3% done. And I'm like, how many books did this guy write? He wrote about a hundred. a A little yeah. less than a hundred. <laughs> then you've got the
3: articles. You've got the poems. Yeah. You've got great. the letters. He didn't stop. I have it all on yeah. Kindle.
0: And y- it's, it's, it's much more portable <laughs> that way.
3: <laughs> I never got to the Kindle. No. I don't have a working phone, microphone, or laptop, so the Kindle is very sure, far away Kindle. on my list of priorities. <laughs> it's low down. It's low down. Oh man.
1: You're telling me that Matt Fry is not paying you enough to get some some better tech?
3: Hello. I'm sorry. I'm James. I can move outside. Uh, oh. I've stayed on the couch with Aiden, and then I did a podcast that I forgot about, and he left. Ah, uh,
2: that's okay. My name's Harriet. I live here. That's
3: fine. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. I didn't know you were home, and i have been quite loud.
2: <laughs>
3: that's fine. Right. I just <laughs> Okay. about the we're Jews with this you know, woman in I, the house. Please, please, please. I'm sorry. They're still going. I'm going to move outside. Yeah, do whatever you want to do, man. That's I just don't want to get... I'll feel I'll feel weird and uptight if I know that I'm shouting and you're in the house. Other times, uh, you
2: can move outside if you'd like, but also it doesn't bother me
3: that much. So. Well, you're being very accommodating. and I appreciate it, but <laughs> I will. Yeah, you've come home and there's a strange man shouting in your house into a microphone, and maybe okay. Aiden has that she happen, happen all the time. I don't know. So it's fine. All right, thank you. Sorry, I will just I'll shuffle.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I
3: don't mean to. Uh, Sorry, James. Don't mean it's to, to distract that. you. <laughs> yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is
0: a, that is an uncomfortable position to be in. Yeah, that's I, tough. <laughs> when you said roommates, I, wanna... I just assumed all men,
3: and it just yeah. oh man, not my no, it's not my. Listen, I'm a phylo-semite all right. I want that. <laughs> I want people to know that in case I'm taken out of context. Here. I'm a Semophile, <laughs> I should... maybe I don't know. A <laughs> no, full blown file. There's no semi about it.
0: <laughs>
1: That's
3: good. Oh jeez. Oh boy. Oh, well, boy. welcome
1: to the crunch.
0: Hey, great to be here. The only yeah. podcast that loves the Jews. <laughs> yeah. I am,
1: Patrick. Yeah. I'm Ethan. Are we really doing the intro 30 minutes in? 20 minutes no, no, in? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I was about to say. Goodness. Uh, James, welcome on to the
3: show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's, it's an good honor to have you. privilege to be here. <laughs> I, I, I am. How much of the earlier part of the podcast is staying in the podcast? We can keep it all. I don't mind. I you probably all all you like. stay on. All right, yeah. great. Great. Yeah.
0: The the, the the vibe that we are trying to go for. So I you you should know this. We we're, we kind of made a policy a while back and, and to which you yeah. were somewhat of an exception. Uh, I guess literally an exception yeah. of we're not really having guests on the show.
1: Yeah, we don't do guests anymore. It's because a great
0: role. To, it's a tremendous rule. We're trying it's a strictly role. comedy podcast. And so we want to yeah. make sure yeah. we have people
1: who can come on who can hang. Yeah.
0: And so just You
1: probably sh- understand this. If you have someone on your show who doesn't understand the ebbs and flows, The points of the and, hang. The need to gaff and gag, then it can get really, uh, what's the word, Patrick? Stale.
0: Yeah, it feels like a today show. Yeah, yeah, pretty quick. So,
1: (laughs) we invited you on because one, I I saw what you were doing with Matt. I've been, I've been, I'm the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plans number one fan. I'm listening, I'm, I'm powering through all the episodes right now. I just got to thank you. Marlon Brando 9-11's release. So don't tell me how oh, many copies man. you sold on the first weekend. I'm about to find out on the next episode. Oh boy! Okay. Um, <laughs> on the edge of my seat. But we wanted to have you on because it's man. Cause doing... There's a
3: lot of bad episodes to come. There's like <laughs> so real exciting. ebbs and flows on the mental health. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I've,
1: we've we've been through a lot. The one episode that you did have that I was an announced that long? my wife
3: is pregnant at that point.
1: Yes. Yes. You. You just okay.
3: Do. Keep but that I under wraps for a long time. That,
1: because I I've been like listening to them as they've come out and then going back, so there's a bunch of oh, that. that I haven't heard. It's uh, like
3: the movie Looper, you know? exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, or Tenet. <laughs>
3: uh. Tenet. Yeah, I man, I love Tenet. Oh yeah. Tenet got a lot of uh, criticism, but I watched it on a plane and I wept. Robert Pattinson doing his weird like Christopher Hitchens impression was so cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, did you see Tenet? I lo- I mean, I saw. There are the no ones that I don't it like, but. But I thought yep. it was great. I loved my, it. I had it so many my, people hated it.
1: It was my wife and I's. Or it was our first movie in theaters because we started dating right before COVID, and so there was no, oh. there were no movies, there were no movies to go see. So Tenet was the first yep. big one that came out. That was like we're gonna be in movies again. And then she <laughs> went, and then she's not a big movie person. And then half the dialogue was. <laughs> very and so, muffled and, so and very she backwards was, she had to go to the bathroom so she's like i don't know what's going on but i'm glad you had a good time I was like, that's, <laughs> that's just really
3: nice man me. yeah my dad my dad saw inception and came into the cinema 15 minutes late and um just had it just like thought it was like a bizarre french film where none of it was meant to make sense <laughs> yeah but it's like no there's a date Deep logic underlying Nolan. People attack him for being a conservative. I don't know the extent to which he is. He sort of strikes me as Christopher Nolan. No, well, my dad too, but Nolan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, sure. He was like he was hit with, and maybe because he's like the only man making original IP at the moment that people Mm -hmm. go and watch in cinemas. There's there's literally, I can't think of the other like another anticipated new film. It's like him and Tarantino, who's also getting. Mm -hmm. Blasted with that with not being like part of the, the woke corporate machine chunking yeah. out another <laughs> hulk. I don't know. But it's like a weird do you know what I mean? Like there's is there a third? Francis maybe. Ford Coppola's coming back? You could maybe
1: say James Cameron with the the Avatar and the no, yeah, that's maybe. like necessarily derivative, but I guess that, it's his. I know, so yeah. but, but like, it's like it's his, but it's not his. He's the only other person I could think of that people are like, "Oh, James Cameron." But I, came I guess, I guess it. it's fair because he like really committed. You know, he, he did, was like, "I'm you know?
0: I'm making Avatar two, like, baby.
1: I'm gonna go into the ocean yeah. every single way I can imagine, and that's gonna be my whole thing for the rest of my on life." On purpose, not on accident.
3: That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah um, but that's it. He went down to the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Is that what he did? Yeah.
0: I thought yeah, he went yeah, yeah. down to the Titanic to like research.
3: I think he's well, done both. He
1: oh. did that. Yeah, he's done both. Guy likes he likes going just, underwater. Yeah. He loves going down there, man. That's, all, that's his you whole
0: thing. You couldn't pay me to go to the Mariana's Trench. That's where monsters live. That's where pretty, the sea monsters go.
3: Well, from. look. This is a fun... I don't know if I talk about this on the podcast or if this is something I'm preparing. It, it all <laughs> blows in and out. But yeah. the Mariana <laughs> Trench is actually incredibly void of life. Oh, um, well, that's good. <laughs> it's so deep down, and it's so cold and there's no light, so they a, a boat in like the 50 s 60s they sent a very rudimentary submarine down there, which I think was connected like by a chain to stuff above it, and they looked around and the two men in there said, We saw a fish, and they came back up, and every scientist says there's no you you've had joint hallucinations, there's no fish down there because <laughs> no. that now the Japanese go down there all the time. weird that the Japanese are going down there all the time. It's always right. the Japanese. There's a great David Attenborough documentary, but it's just a documentary in it's just a Japanese thing that he's put his voice on. But oh. they're looking they like they put a protein down there and like they see what comes out and it's like tiny sea cucumbers and whatever and they shouldn't be able to survive, but it's nothing huge. But then I'm reading all this other stuff, I was like why are the Japanese so interested in spending billions of dollars on the lowest point of the ocean and finding out what kind of sea life is there? Uh they're, they're mining it. They. Oh. It's all that just like rip resources and see if there's like heavy metals down there that are unusual. It's like a total commercial project. That gotcha. I the thought, I thought they Discovery were like. On. I
0: thought they were just like double checking because they saw too many movies and they were like, we just got to really. The, we really got to make
3: we're, sure. we Yeah.
0: <laughs> <I think. laughs> they're not. They're, we we want to make sure we're not Because co- like, imagine if it actually happened. You'd be like, guys, you should have known it was like right. in the show.
3: We
1: instead of people talking about like contagion the movie contagion with covid everyone's talking about like oh we should have known when we watched pacific rim that this was going to happen gonna be a kaiju you know somewhere. Like, everyone is so solemn about the pacific think, rim I they one called
3: kaiju is that what they're called kaiju the big kaiju Kaiju. Yes. yeah yeah kaiju
1: hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
3: Yeah, I don't God bless you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Are you big? Are you big film people. I feel um, like there's a very strange. Ethan overlap more of... so than I. Ethan's really yeah. into the
0: Oceans trilogy. That's kind of his bread and butter. Is like yeah. That's it. He watches them every week to stay centered.
1: I don't watch Oceans Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen every week, but I do. Oceans Eleven is my favorite movie. I like movies. You don't watch w-
3: the. You don't watch the one with the ladies. Can't say that I have.
1: Ooh. Not on purpose.
3: <laughs> this has never come up. I forgot. Ocean's that Oceans Eleven is actually. great. Oceans oh, Eleven is great. Yeah, it's a very it's, good
1: movie. It's just perfectly paced. I just I love it. Yeah. All the George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon—they've all got great chemistry.
3: Well, uh, it has my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Bernie Mac. Oh, my I, um, Yeah, I, I was relatively unfamiliar with Bernie Mac's stand-up comedy until I was in America and I was staying with a man. And I love Steve Harvey. He's my favorite living oh, comedian. Yeah. Um, I think he doesn't get the respect he deserves. His stand-up is tremendous. And I was saying, Steve Harvey's great, and the guy I was staying with said, nah, you're watching Bernie Mac with me. And he forced me to watch like four hours of Bernie Mac. Yeah.
1: is that Bernie when you're Mac a, was...
3: You were with Shane when, Gillis? Yes, Shane Gillis forced me to watch Bernie Mac with eight men from Philadelphia for many, many, many hours. And uh, it was exceptional. It's one of, it was one of the highlights of my life, was wow. discovering Bernie Mac. That's Milk crazy. and cookies, and just doing all, the, doing all the bits. And then like, we'd watch a Bernie Mac bit, and he'd be like, uh, we're going to watch three other times that he said that joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get all the different angles. You really, That's you really so need to, like
0: you really need to dive into this one. You really got to go through it, fine tooth comb, f-
3: pick out all the
1: bits. You know, I can't, I can't believe you had never seen Bernie Mac before you came to America.
3: I had seen. Uh, you don't understand. I scare yeah. you, motherfucker. You don't understand. That's That's a it's a great bit. It's amazing. You don't understand. Sex Who can. I can't understand anything he's saying. Hit in it. In <laughs> it's so good but that was it yeah. that was all i'd seen yeah. and take me out to the ball game but i had so i had seen his deaf comedy jam stuff but the kings of comedy was not anything in australia we just really? that did mm-hmm. not mm. we would have no way of knowing that existed people know steve harvey here is the man who accidentally did the wrong miss universe contestant name no. <laughs> but not as we don't even get your family feud
1: so growing up did you what, what were you watching who are you watching?
3: On television? Yeah. Um, BBC. It's a right? lot.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, we get we get. it's a very English overlap. Uh, and then South Park and Friends and Frasier were the main hmm. cultural exports throughout the 90s. But in terms of
1: like stand ups, who are you watching?
3: Oh, boy. Um, on TV, don't uh, get me in trouble, but the Australian comedy scene is very bad. Just in general, and so we have something called we have uh, the equivalent of the uh, Just for Laughs Montreal Gala, which they do every year. We have the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Gala, Mm -hmm. and there are there are people on that. It's uh, it's just, but none of those people ever made it in America, and no one big from America really ever came. Uh, It's weird. It's weird. Like the of people that you would know, like Jim Jeffries, did not make it in Australia Hmm. uh, at all. Is, did Jim uh, Jeffries make afterwards.
1: it here? I don't know about Jim
3: Jeffries. I, I think Jim Jeffries is is seriously blown up there. He's got he does big theaters, okay. and as a result of it. being there, he's managed to come back. But even then, sure. like I have a bigger strategy. I mean, holy do it! You, you don't think have uh, Barry like Humphries.
1: You think with like the '90s and Crocodile Dundee and Outback Steakhouse and all that stuff coming? You think over you, here, would there would be one. at least there would be at least one yes. that would that would ride that wave, you know, and go uh, back and uh, go be-
0: back to Australia? You mean because like I mean part part of the Man. part of the
3: Yeah, well, our actors did, right? Like, we had huge numbers of actors go over there and make it. Like, wildly disproportionate to our population. We've got Hugh Jackman, Margot Robbie, uh, the nicest man in Hollywood, Mel Gibson. (laughs) We've got... um, And Mel... I watched a video of Robert Downey Jr. recently accepting award and thanking... Have you seen this where he thanks Mel Gibson? No. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, I had been like... Fired. My career was going nowhere. And Mel said, you're coming and staying with me. We're going to get you clean and it's going to be hard and we're going to fix you. And Robert Downey Jr. attributes all of his post-drug addict success to, in this video, the award show, to Mel Gibson. Oh, wow. And it's sort of, it's like a beautiful little insight into why, like some people have, some people are fragile because they've got a lot of, difficult relationships and then they can be cancelled and then some people are genuinely loved. This is what Mm -hmm. we don't see and it just looks bizarre that someone can say something and the other person can say the same thing and one of them has their career destroyed and one doesn't. Roseanne Mm -hmm. gets on some sort of evening drug and tweets out something she shouldn't. The career's over. Mel Gibson, time after time after time, says some like set of a anti-Semite craziness and people are like, nah, but Mel... Like Jodie Foster would be like, let's get Mel another movie because <laughs> he's clearly has these deep, yeah. beautiful connections with people, and they just keep coming through for him. Right. Yeah. Whereas Roseanne, I think, angered everybody, and then when she tweeted something, they didn't like. It was easy to go, you know what? You were, you were a mean lady anyway. You're yeah, out. we're done
0: with
1: Roseanne.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's um, this is what uh, this is what kept Saint Thomas More alive for so long. Was yeah, like, people were putting him up. Yeah, they were him. like, they were like, yeah. I mean, but like, it's Tom. You know, like, sure, he's, yeah. he's kind of public enemy number one, but come on, like, he was come so on. nice, you know? Yeah,
1: he's got that little hat. Yeah. Like, it's why,
0: it's why I only lost three followers today. It's because, you know, people love me. My boyish good charm makes, out, makes up for my right-wing views, you know?
3: <laughs> it's so important to have... I mean, I think of other people... I mean, who else has managed to manages to survive? Like, Louis Seager oh, yeah. came back. Yeah, he's, he came back. In a big back. way, like, yep. unblemished, basically... Mm -hmm. I think because people loved him and had known him for years, and then a lot of them were standing up for him while that was happening. Yeah, and I also think
1: in the aftermath, in his favor, in the aftermath of everything, people looked back at Louis C.K.'s allegations and they were like, "Well, that's not nearly as bad as some of the other ones." You know, (laughs) sure. I don't know from a secular
3: perspective. Matt Lauer had a
1: button on his desk. You know what I mean? It's good that we got rid of
3: him. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Yeah, and also Matt Lauer has just been sort of allowed to quietly disappear. I feel like he's not constantly hounded and harangued. Yeah. Uh, maybe because no one truly loved Matt Lauer. People shows just you how disposable national news personalities yeah. I are. I also
0: don't think people were Boy. like, people were like stanning Matt Lauer. I know. You know? There's there's no yeah. Matt Lauer
1: fan accounts on Twitter.
0: It's like people love <laughs> Matt. People, people who watch Matt Lauer include grandmothers who have not canceled cable and people in car mechanic waiting rooms. That's who
1: watches yeah, it. that's Matt Lauer. That's it.
3: I, I think I only know of him because there's a Lil Wayne lyric <laughs> that does shout him out. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know what even Matt Lauer and he compares something. With <laughs> Matt Lauer. Have you ever have you heard have you heard that see that video of, of Lil
0: Wayne talking about how about his lyrics? He Wait, doesn't about remember. The lyrics? I
3: thought you were going to do the racism one. No, I don't remember no, no, the no. lyrics one. He was
0: ta- he was on he was on Jimmy Kimmel and he was like. He was so sweet. He was like being so. He was being so cute, you know. He was yeah. like, he was like, yeah, I don't like. I just like if I'm if I have something that's like in my brain, I just come in and I just do it. I just say it in the mic, and, yeah. like, and uh, or like if someone needs me to do like a do like a verse, I'll do it. But like I don't remember any yeah. of my lyrics. I don't write and them it's down. Gone.
3: And and he a, was have like, you seen the Carter Three documentary? No. Oh, it's fascinating. All right, it wow. opens with him like just. It's like peak codeine, Little Wayne, yeah. top of the career, out of his mind on, uh, on drugs, yeah. in like Paris. He's in like a five star Paris hotel room, and they've got the microphone there, and he's like a bit, they just show him like recording a song. He's just doing a line at a time, and you can see that it's just like he's just he's like one take, Timmy. I deserve a Grammy and Oscar and an Emmy, and then like he has the drugs, and then he comes back and he does the next one, whatever. Yeah. And it's great. He's doing like incredible work, and they cut to his like daughter. And she's going. I miss my like. If you could have one thing, what would it be? And she's like, I miss my daddy. I want to see wow. my daddy. I just want my wow. daddy back in town. And they cut to little Wayne, and they're like, If you could have one thing, what would it be? And he's like, An end to child support. <laughs> <laughs> like in a different scene, <laughs> at a different time. No yeah. more child support. <laughs> um, That's so but funny. he is like, Oh my, he's when he was when he was at his best. I don't know what to sideways again, about. James. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Oh, 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 yeah. When he was. Um, when he was on, he was oh whoa! Are we back? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, you're, you're good. I love Little Wayne. I love I've I've such love for Little Wayne, and I'm so yeah. glad. I'm glad Donald Trump got him off whatever that charge was just before yeah. leaving power. Trump was would have been better if one. it had been Julian Assange. Yes, he was. <laughs> I'm, I'm unaware so, of this news story, so yeah. Little Wayne was going to go to jail. Trump had about. Five interactions with rappers. Yeah, over his he, like, as he got
1: ASAP Rocky off of something.
3: He got right? ASAP Rocky out of uh, European jail. He That's met right, yeah. with Kanye in a big spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm. He got, um, I think it was like I'm going to get it wrong. But it was someone like L- Little Pump or someone. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the face tattoo L- ones. Little Peep, Little Pump. Sorry. Six, it was nine, one of these people. Something. Yeah. It was one of these small people. Six nine. I don't think he had a. <laughs> he didn't roll with six nine. No, he did But like, like real. Yeah, there was something strange was happening there that was not remarked upon fairly at the time. He was making. Mm. He was really attempting to outreach to billionaire uh, rap moguls. Yes. <laughs> sure. In a yeah. The way that Joe Biden's just not doing.
1: No. This and is... that's why. Yeah. Joe Biden will never be. The, the president that Trump was because he's never going to have a feature on a he's track that, that. <laughs> like Trump will. He's
0: never going to win an epic rap battle of history. That's just how much. A how
1: much do you think Trump charges for sixteen bars? Answer me that.
3: Um, uh, I think he million. Honestly, so much money that he'd do it pro bono. And that's just probably like, that's true. This yeah. is part of a deal. This is about yeah. buying clout. now. he's too he's too smart to charge. Too sophisticated. He's,
1: he's gonna he's gonna leverage debt. To get to get on <laughs> <Yeah>. a track.
3: <laughs> he's writing that off every... Yeah, he does it pro bono, but then uses it for some Byzantine tax write-off. Yeah. Whereby his debt disappears through generous bar donations. Man, <laughs> he's he's really running again, isn't he?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of people... I follow a lot of right-wing traditional Catholics on Twitter. And some not right-wing traditional Catholics. But everybody is saying Trump 2024. Like, all the insiders are talking about Trump 2024. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, man, that'd be awesome for us because we get to point and laugh. But, like, is that good for the nation, you know?
0: Well, I mean, DeSantis, we're talking about... Meatball
1: Ron. Meatball Ron,
0: Ron. he's probably running... And his whole campaign...
1: Sorry? Ron DeSanctimonious. DeSanctimonious. (laughs) DeSanctimonious. There, it's
0: good. His whole platform, it was funny. It's funny that they're enemies now because his whole platform when he was running for Florida was it'll be like trump is your governor and i was like i don't yeah. want that's not how the government's supposed to work man you're not supposed <laughs> to have the president be the governor too yeah. that's not good
3: <laughs> but people separate. people loved it yeah they maybe there's a special flavor it. of florida he's um he just doesn't have the there's some sort of charisma that ron does not have yeah trump has it it's a weird dark charisma yeah
1: trump has it obama has it clinton had it like it's just there's something there's something there i think biden
3: had it in the 80s (laughs) (laughs) i've seen videos (laughs) of him talking in the 80s sure he seems to have had it yeah but it's such a man he's he's poor guy even yeah jimmy i saw a jimmy fallon clip that someone had posted to twitter to explain how bizarre those late-night talk shows have become and how detached from reality they are at the moment. But, like, he was doing bits about Biden's losing his mind and it's like, well, if the, if the machine that the Democrat Party has set up to propagandise is now openly saying this man is... We have a, a brain-dead man yeah. in the <laughs> White House. I think they're probably getting ready to... yeah There'd be, there'd be loud voices of discontent. Yeah, um, but again, it's not my it's not my country, and I, I try not to pass judgment on your uh, sure. private political decisions, even though they it's massively not... affect me. It's,
0: it's everybody's all... country at this point. This land is yeah. your land. This land is my land, as the, as the saying goes.
1: <laughs> From California, I wish.
3: Oh, California! I mean, the air in California felt like I was being kissed all over. It was really magical. You love it was, it. I mean, not in a bad, was, not in a bad to, way,
1: in a good way.
3: I know it was so nice. I went to Venice Beach in the morning. And it was like this, air. and then like just so many homeless, drug addict, schizophrenic people on the beach, just like yeah. shouting at themselves. But you go, this is, this is special. There's something happening here that I don't yeah. think has happened before in human history. <laughs> la la land, you know, it is a bit la la land. Yeah, <laughs> but weird. I'm sure Pittsburgh is also great.
0: Oh yeah, it's the city that never sleeps, except for you know between At, 10 p.m. and 7 yeah. a.m. It's so. the city that hibernates. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's, that's accurate.
1: We got to get back, James. I have a question for you. Hit me. So obviously you you're in comedy. Patrick did comedy very briefly. He did stand up in high school. I think. Yeah, so it doesn't count. But yeah, <laughs> no, I snuck
0: into count. bars. I snuck into bars as a 17 year old and did stand up comedy, which would be a cool story if I kept doing it and did it as an adult. But yeah. it's just a weird thing I did as a kid.
3: <laughs> and he stopped. No, I, cannot. I can't let yeah. up open mic experience. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh,
1: great. We both, we both have a desire to be in the comedy space. We have a comedy podcast. We like to make jokes. We don't do a lot of live in front of things, people things because we both have children under the age of one. It's very difficult <laughs> if yeah, it's not already you're your career me.
3: to get into uh, it. I know. And uh, let me tell you, if it is your career... You have to find bizarre workarounds to make it uh, function. <laughs> I'm sure. So I I've, can't tell you the, oh, sorry. Yeah. I won't. I won't go on a big tangent. But no, I'm just, please
1: do. Actually, I'm. Oh, curious. I
3: just see all these people who have gotten their comedy into a really good place and are ready to take it. You know, ready to tour and ready to headline, which is where I've been and am. But it's like, and then they just get their backpack and go, and I'm like, I have to have some extremely complicated. I will fly out for one day to do a trial show in a city. And then I will fly back by four p.m. the next day, so I can help with dinner because we've got three kids, three and under, and it's yeah. uh, it's, it's a great time. How many ki- have you got? One kid each, under yeah. one kid each, yeah, under yeah. one. Such a beautiful time, such it a is. beautiful, horrible uh, <laughs> ego crushing era. You're, oh, I mean, indeed, <laughs> you're telling us, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, along with that, so there's there's two things I'd be interested to hear about from you. So obviously you've got the family thing right you got the three kids under 3 you uh, but you've also got the catholic thing so you've got everything working against
3: you to be successful well i would say one of those things is largely the result of the other one of those things <laughs> that's
1: true <laughs> yeah sure so i've been yeah. i've i've obviously listened to your your show the the podcast and we've listened to some of your stand up bits and mm. i think there's a unique place that you find yourself which is uncompromising in catholic doctrine but you're not a catholic comedian and you aren't like weird or clean. And so I'm just curious mm. how was there a, an intentional process or not process is a stupid word but like an intentional like you no, went no, into I'm this. You. you went into this going, "Well, I'm going to marry this family life thing and this catholic thing and this comedy thing and it's going to be kind of this weird mixture that only I can do." Or is this something that you figured out that like I can joke about having all these kids and joke about anti-vasectomy but also say without worrying about it. Yeah, you know have to I mean? bleep. You're gonna have to yeah. bleep that out. I will even. have to bleep that, but that's okay. <laughs> if my teens listen to this um, podcast. I know, I understand.
3: Uh, well, you know, they should know the right way to do it. <laughs> is, yeah. Um Man, it's gonna be hard to talk about it without seeming like a wanker, but you, I know it, Well, but I know what you mean. You yeah. may have to bleep some of that out too. I don't know what words you're allowed to have. You uh, could say uh, wanker in America. I I, yeah. I have no plan. And I'm very unsuccessful, and that not having a plan like my goal was just to sort of do what felt right um as, as thoughtfully as when I look back over like the last since I met my wife, maybe mm-hmm. seven eight years uh I don't see a lot of choices that I've had It's just like there's obviously been the right thing to do and maybe it's been very difficult, yeah. but it's obviously manifested as the right thing. Uh, so, like, we met. She was a flyer at the... And this will hopefully arc around. This is a long yeah, arc. No, that's fine. Take your time. No, you're good. Yeah, um, good. She's from New Zealand. I'm from Australia. She was over on a gap year. A and Romeo we met, and Juliet we, story. Uh, it's beautiful, except that our families get along. And <laughs> uh, <good>. she... <laughs> She moved over to Mel- she moved she was living in Melbourne at that point and I was living in Adelaide and she moved to Adelaide to live with me and I was working at a magazine and then while I was over visiting her family a couple months later in New Zealand the magazine gets shut down and I don't have a job no. so mm-hmm. we moved to Sydney where I'm working for- as the gay editor for a magazine despite not being gay it was it's a weird I don't know how I, I don't know how that happened but it did. Um, They're being I- inclusive. I This bit- is good yeah. Oh, man. It, well, it was a, a corporate, a vodka company had bought out uh, a journalist at the website so that all of their inclusive stories, which is just like prog left staff, would go through. But then because it's a vodka company, they didn't want stories about like um, anything <laughs> that the progressives would usually talk about, like violence against women or... Uh, aboriginal people being treated badly or like mm. race stuff like we've right, got a case right. to answer as a as a vodka company uh maybe just talk about uh, you know um uh going dancing as a gay po- you know it's just all like gay stuff sure. so it was like right. and then like extreme personal job dissatisfaction for me and then my wife suffered my well, now wife then girlfriend suffered big weird like personal hardship uh and tragedy so we moved back to adelaide to be with my family and sort of get back on track and then we start going to Mass and it's like at the, at the Latin Mass there's a fraternity there and it was like very beautiful and then we moved to Melbourne and then COVID hits and then we have to move back and so it's like just being back this is up until about four years ago and I'm doing comedy the whole time and it's like we're living in a house for no longer than a year at a time we've jumped into a religion that neither of us were had any real idea about but just like feels right the more that we Um, think about it and look at the community and things like that and it's like at every one of these Mm -hmm. junctions like i'm sure if i had tried to have a plan i would not have done the thing that i did but it just seemed so obvious at the time looking back so many choices we could have broken up yeah we could have we could have gone to london we could have gone to new Zealand. we could have done anything but it's like we could have not become latin mass catholics so many things that could have been done but we didn't Mm. uh and I find this like creatively is a similar venture where it's like there'll be a thing that you want to say or a thing that one mm. is thinking, and you just uh, you go with it. If you try and build an artifice or um, have like an end in mind that you create a path towards, it becomes inorganic, or you you don't listen to the audience. Mm. Like so much mm-hmm. of it is stand up comedy specifically, as opposed to writing is that you're, although like when you're writing, uh, David Foster Wallace sort of talks about writing to God as like the objective, greatest possible person who could read the writing. There is a person, it's not just, it's not idle. It's not like a form of meditation. You're doing it for somebody. But then it's about like listening and being present and making the right choice in that moment. And so that is, it's more, I am committed to that Uh, ethos I also don't like authenticity as a word because it's all tied up in like Jean-Paul Sartre and and just like bullshit like that but there's some version of like if you're really trying and thinking and analysing and having a prayerful life that's sort of just where it ends up and it hasn't ended up with me having a good things are happening for me at the moment I'm on a weird little uptick where I'm playing to slightly bigger audiences and I'm getting to come on this podcast and things like that. And I like got to go to Steubenville. I got to live with Shane Gillis in New York for a little bit. And it's like weird things are happening. It's great. But there's no, there's no plan. And I have been really unsuccessful for a very long time, which is starting to butt up against having three children to look after. But it is currently a tension that I am uh, playful with. And enjoying. Is that? Yeah. I'm sorry to have gone down that path. No, that's also that's great. What were you good. gonna say? I ah, just I quit drinking for Lent and I'm in this weird, Same. sharp, angry headspace at the moment. I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah. I cannot wait to get back on it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah.
1: I was I was off the drinking for Lent and then something bad happened yesterday and so now I'm back on it.
3: <laughs> yeah, nice. I hear so that's the way to do know. it. Yeah. yeah i didn't have a drink yesterday but i did after a bad show have three puffs on a Ooh. cigarette
1: hello which oh, I, wow.
3: I had managed to quit smoking and i i did smoke when i was in america on the mad french because <laughs> it was so cheap but in typically i do not smoke but yeah. i will sure so i have to put that to bed
1: goodness i have so many questions patrick you can jump in if you have a question sorry too, please no sorry. please. i apologize also, no, you're good. also do you have a, a time end time that you have to be done Cause I
3: know we... No, at some point they may kick me out of this house. All right, good. <laughs> um,
1: so along with that, that makes sense because you being sort of a convert and coming into the faith later on, Patrick and I are both cradle Catholics. Indeed, not. Uh, we are definitely not TLM Catholics, but we have way more sympathies with the TLM people than with anyone else. And so uh, I get it. I understand you seem to
3: have about. more. I went to the Novus Ordo. In Steubenville, I know they have uh, they have a low mass, and it was fine. Like it was a good, pious, like black and red mass, Mm -hmm. and uh, that is quite that's much rarer. I found in Australia, it's really hard to find Mm -hmm. somewhere that just actually does a you know oh we're doing the creed, we're not going to skip it, or you know baptisms are done in the correct formula, or Uh the music is all right, or Yeah, Uh, I think liberal Catholicism got a big foothold and there's not the same sort of mainline conservative thing. You're saying there's a bunch of Australian
0: Catholics walking around unbaptized?
3: um, I don't know how many of them have had that scene too, but uh, I was definitely present for one large we baptize you moment.
0: Oh no. um, (laughs)
3: Pre-Francis's clarification of that something that wasn't dubious to begin with. But yeah, um, yeah a bit fun. So, uh, But I, sorry, I didn't want to derail there, but that's you're, my, you're... yeah.
1: So I'm just curious. So with you kind of converting later on, um, I, I remember listening to one of your shows, you were talking to some lady, I think it was the franchise episode where you're talking to that one. Ah, uh, Eve. Yes. Yes. And she called you a Pope, which was, and <laughs> you, so this is interesting to me because learning all this and you responded yeah. to that in a way that was so healthy and good, because I feel I don't like remember a, lot what of, I said. a lot of Catholics, I think, are so sensitive about the fact that they are Catholic and that it's yeah. correct yeah. and that everybody hates us. Is this, like, is this us. a common
0: term? Is this like a thing that Australians say to each <laughs> I other? I hadn't heard no, that previously. she was an American, okay. I think. <laughs> oh. And so she yeah, you was, can't like, say she that is. as an American. That's too cheeky.
1: Well, she was making fun of him because he was Catholic, <laughs> and he just like... Well, yes. Yeah, I'm not trying to, like, gas you up, James. I'm just saying what happened. But, like, this is... <laughs> no, she said true. this to him, and he just was like... You were able to respond to it in a way that sort of deflected it. You, like, didn't engage with it, but you kind of kept joking. And I think that's, like, I don't remember what I said. I I, I honestly
3: don't remember her saying that or what I said, but that does sound accurate for both what Eve would say (laughs) and how I would respond. But
1: So for that, do you find that you're able to kind of be a bit more detached from the whole, like, I'm Catholic and please never insult me, ever, and that kind of Uh, gives you a bit more freedom with, like what you can't, what you feel like you can't joke about as opposed to like well, me. Some of it is if someone where... called me a Pope, I'd be like, how dare yeah. you? You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> not this part. Um, the, uh, <laughs> maybe a <laughs> definitely different one. Not. Um, the, some of it is, I'm going to get this very wrong, but I was talking to a friend years ago about Wittgenstein and talking about like different kinds of truths and word constructions. You're going to, Patrick, you're not maybe you'll get this better than me but he was working in hospitality no mm-hmm. well he was he was working in like a department store complaint center and he's a very very um he's a shining example of the faith but there are times where you just have to deal with someone and you can't tell them the truth in the way that you would want to say it you have to mm-hmm. deal yeah. with it their way and i find this is true also of like when people are coming at you and that whatever like people like often uh people are not meaning to be offensive, or they're like, they're ribbing you, or their understanding of what they're saying is not like, if my priest said "pope," that would be very different to oh, a, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. to this, this like Jewish comedian woman who's yeah. not in the faith saying it. And so it's like right. being, uh, this will make me sound very, um, this will make me sound, perhaps to Father James Martin, but it's, you know, being with people on their terms and hearing them for what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like Well, like, and you're that, also,
0: I, think, I, 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 I hesitate, Ethan, I, I, don't, I don't think it's so much that he's a convert. I think
1: you're a comedian. Yeah, that's true. I think I comedians,
3: think met, they
0: get it.
1: They get it better.
0: You can't, I mean, there was a, you, <sighs> you, I did a podcast gonna, yesterday. You're going to get ribs, Here's a moment. You know. Here's <laughs> the,
3: okay, so I went on a podcast called The Phone Hacks Podcast where they take your phone and they upload something to it and then afterwards you go, it was all a joke. Uh, I was on the phone hacks podcast, good Times, and previously they had uploaded onto my account like there's a blow up doll like a sex doll festival, and it's oh, on this great. day at this time. It was quite funny, and I was like, all right,, there yeah. you go. but this time they were like, we've got uh, like a like a reel on Insta- on Instagram, and it's uh, like a beautiful big bottomed woman in a G string next to a car looking oh, sultrily into the camera and I was like. I felt I posted it for like a minute and then I took it down as soon as a person responded because I was like, I don't want to... Uh, I know that I struggle with that and Instagram pushes, you know, lascivious content on me all the time and I don't want to be Larry Flinting and propagating that. Like if it's me mm-hmm. being attacked, that's fine, but I don't want to put that into the world. And I, I regret that. But that was like a real moment where I was like, I love the bit. I love what's being communicated here. This is a funny, jokey time and there would have been a time where I didn't have any feelings about this, but also... Uh, this is a very sexy woman with a bum out and I don't want to show that to yeah. people Yeah. like I in a way that if they were here and that was on that had popped up on my phone I wouldn't want to go look at this what does that make you feel what does that make you think about? <laughs> so then it's like concern for not my own ego but uh, yeah like person, the yeah. the souls and eroticism of others mm-hmm. and then that becomes so like I struggle with that, and I don't think I did that very well, man. Yeah. I'm gonna do another one. I did a Maybe you've already listened to this one, but they had this magician. What's it? She had a witch. They had this. Uh, oh, when I was the, doing a radio with the tarot show,
1: cards on the radio show. They
3: had this tarot card woman come into the yeah. radio show who was telling people's fortunes. I was going to ask you about that one too. And I yeah. was, I was, I was like, I called my priest afterwards, and I was like, should I have left? And he was like, ah, look, it sounds like you did fine, but you can leave. <laughs>
1: You're you <laughs> yeah, leave allowed, if you yeah. want to. It was, yeah. it was very, but, you were very funny on that radio show because you kept bringing it up that it was insane magic that they were doing. And they were like, oh, silly James on the radio show. But you were like, yeah. no,
3: this is actually, you're actually going to hell now. <laughs> but that does help to having, having an ironical voice. Yeah. And I, I sometimes, I think, uh, I think that it might be not good. And I don't know how else to do it. I just mm. talk the way I talk. But people think I'm joking when yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I think I'm not joking when I am. We and that's that sort of yeah, that's... I don't do that on purpose. But yeah. it's also it's an it's like from the perspective of the you know, just like a normal modern world, it's a crazy religion. There's statues everywhere. Things mm-hmm. are covered in gold. There's We're a bloke wearing a weird body? black dress over there. Yeah, cannibalism and like what's wrong with a vasectomy? I don't want a fifth child. Like and just all these things where you go, yeah, it's like it is crazy and it's fun. I'm having mm-hmm. a great time. <laughs> uh, but it is like, it's, uh, I mean, part of it is that, like, the wackiness is so appealing because mm. when you're living in that material world, you go, I'm making all the pragmatic choices and I'm not happy and all these people around me are just on an express train to, like, bonafide. When you were talking about the chastity talk before, that really resonated because I'm just thinking now about, like, there's, it's a very casual sex uh, business is the comedy business and the comedy yeah. scene. Oh yeah. And um and it's like I just in a way that like, I was you solicited would never get once. that in a chesty talk. At
0: an open you mic I was solicited once at an open mic night. Oh, no doubt. When no, and I said I said I'm seventeen, ma'am, and she was like, Oh no, and I was like, Yeah, you better go.
1: <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> better I've go. seen oh, I've seen pictures of you when you were seventeen. You looked you looked seventeen. I looked
3: seventeen. And anyway, you look sorry. Anyway, not, that's crazy. You must have yeah. been good on stage, Pat. You must have had was. you must have bought a big energy. It's very <laughs> very handsome space um but it is like if i could take some of these people who are now like a friend of mine who's who's been uh who's had like a lot of degenerate sexual activity over the last 10 years who's now trying to orient himself in a way that he can have a monogamous relationship with someone that he loves uh he's finding it really really hard Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like dopamine from different sources like, that he's just, by tyranny of will, is trying to put back in the box now. And it's like, it has harmed him in way... Well, he'll just come out and go, like, I'm very damaged. And I don't know what to do about it. And yet, if you... Yeah, if you have one of those chastity talks and someone has, like, a piece of sticky tape and they just mm-hmm. keep sticking, and they're like, look, the more it touches, the more it loses its stickiness. You go, like, okay. I get, or, like, you lose a bit of your soul with everyone you have sex with, ladies. There are, there are dumb ways to express it. But it's like, it's like yeah, who... Well, man, like, but who doesn't know someone in their thirties who's having a lot of sex and like yeah. struggling to make lasting, yeah. um, the a committed prob- romantic relationship? Who doesn't talks, suffer because of it?
0: The problem with the chastity talk is that they tell you if you it happens in your teens, it's too late. The chastity talk is supposed to be: it's now is the time to turn
3: it around before it's too late. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's like no doubt, but also that damage is cumulative. Mm-hmm. And that God is like, so good, you can always turn back and he'll do crazy beautiful things for you. I'm waiting for him to do some some more beautiful things for me because I am just, I mean, it's just you know, you hit so many walls in your spiritual development and if I could be lifted over them, that would be a real treat Yeah, uh, without just having to suffer. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, it's it's they're trying to scare people, right? Like 1950s style, like, oh, don't do that or you'll be destroyed forever, which is so antithetical to the gospel. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, if done out of charity, like, I'm telling you, we've seen where this leads. It's so unhappy. Uh, Don't do it. We're begging you rather than you. You dumb slut. What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Like, it's just, and I find this all the time that there's, yeah, if if things are charitable and like love motivated uh, for the good of the other. Like, I don't know. Someone said to me yesterday, I don't know how you get away with all the gay stuff Mm. because I'm doing all this stuff about, because we've got big, the big pride month at the moment and it's like i maybe it's that i just have no disgust in homosexuals at all and i know that some people do like a lot of you know like again i'm gonna keep i just see father james martin all the time but so many of his arguments come down to like ah oh, what it is is you hate gay people and that's why you're using this as a cudgel to beat them and it's like i i don't care i just like i don't think people should be masturbating let alone and he's like, I shouldn't be masturbated. It's like such a more extreme version mm-hmm. of a sexual ethic that is not to do with like effeminate behavior that is just about like love and the soul and like seeing people as people rather than as outlets for ejaculate. It's such a more complicated thing that if you do have like positive. I'm not saying that I never get angry at anyone for anything or whatever, but like, yeah, if you're motivated by that, that spirit of love, and that spirit of love is is not just passive acceptance, Mm. then people are happy to hear you, right? I'm sorry, this is maybe too mawkish, but it's like, it does... um, Oh, man, it makes me so angry while I'm not drinking, (laughs) just to, to have... To have uh, being judgmental, weaponized as not liking people. I might say judgmental, because that's obviously tied up in our translation of scripture, but like discernment, Mm. that discernment is somehow the same Mm. as- uh, Condemnation. um, Yes, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, if anything, discernment can really be born out of a love of the other Mm -hmm. and a love of the self and a wanting the good and uh, trying to identify what is bad. I'm sorry. It's not full of full of full of gags there. But no, that's that's... I, I don't even know if that was an answer, but it's no, uh, that's it's early what here. you
1: just what you just discovered is what our podcast is all about, is that we joke around for like half an hour and then we go off for about 20 minutes and it's not funny at all, but we're just thinking about stuff <laughs> yeah. and it's uh, it maybe doesn't make for the best podcasting, but that you're just you fit right in. So don't worry about it.
3: Like a glove. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's <laughs> good
1: stuff. Uh. Patrick, what are you, How are you doing on time? Do you got I know it's late for you.
0: It is. It is indeed the 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 small one is already in bed. Oh, um, he is he's 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 gone he's gone to Betty Pie. Yes. yeah. I didn't get so to see have, him a lot today, which is a bummer. But so you
1: have all night, is what you're saying?
0: No, 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 no. Um, I would like to see my wife because oh, she is not yet going to bed. The the big no <laughs> oh, no go
3: go to go. go um, to your wife. Yeah. Can I just ask? Just this is my one thing that I, is possessing me at the moment and. I don't know, if you're on the podcast, you may have heard it. But are, are you watching... Do you ever watch Survivor? Do you ever watch the television show Survivor? I have not
0: <laughs> seen Survivor, no. I'm no, familiar no. with the concept okay. of surviving. Yeah, I, don't, I don't watch it.
3: Australian Survivor, which you can get on Paramount Plus over there. Yeah. Is that, just, is that is not the just best. being in Australia? Sorry, go on. No, wait, oh, do, is Australian Survivor? Yeah. We are voting each other out, one by one. We're sending our best to <laughs> <laughs> You're off the island. We're not, sending, we're not sending our best. Yeah, yeah. we well... That's how we came here. This is the Exile Island. Indeed. But I just, if my recommendation that I'm telling everybody. Yeah, uh, we got to watch loves, Australian Survivor. Yeah. This season is the best season of television I have ever seen of any <laughs> show ever. This really. right. <laughs> is unbelievable. <laughs> okay. I'll have to watch
1: it then. <laughs> yeah. We're, Patrick, we should, do a, we should do a commentary track. We'll do a for, watch for along the patrons. for Australia. Really. Yeah. You should do that. James. You should do a commentary something track. Something magical
3: the is happening. I don't want to. I so want to go on Survivor. You should. Here's a here's a question that wrecks me. So the the, the reason I got into Survivor is there was this the woman who one of the women, one of the people who got me into the faith was a big Survivor fan. Yeah. And it's like, to what extent can you lie mm-hmm. on Survivor? Well, that's a good on question. On a game show, it's, yeah. it's, it's about lying. It's like
1: the Nazis at the door question, but you know you're hiding the the eye the totem up your butt you know what yeah. I mean like can I lie about <laughs>
3: there's that? a lot of there's a lot of totem up the butt um, <laughs> and I don't want to just get to like the Wittgenstein thing of like there are word games and if everyone's going into this fully understanding that it's a game about deception then it's like playing Monopoly right. or yeah. going to the theater or when they're lying or whatever yeah yeah, and that's fine. Like you're meant to. If you went to a play and everyone just said how they accident, like how they were really feeling at the time, we wouldn't have any theater. Yeah. And I don't think that's the world we want to live in. So we have to have a more sophisticated view. But I don't know. One guy in this season at one point, he's like, "I swear on the lives of my children, that oh, I will get you through to merge." And the guy's like, "All right." And then later on, the guy, the other guy who he's, it basically the deal falls apart, and the guy's like, "The deal's off." And I'm like, "Man, even within Survivor, I feel like that." You can't say too that. Much.
0: You can't you can't yeah. bring the lives of your children into it. Right, not it. on not on national TV. Leave it at. <laughs> Make like a man's, a man's word is his bond. This is my opinion about these game show things, right? Like a man's word is his bond. When it comes to like I mean, did you ever watch The Circle? Uh, no. It was a no, Netflix it was a Netflix social media game show and it was kind of like Survivor where they got voted off on certain episodes. But the people who were like the people who lost the worst were the people who were like I'm going to be a catfish. That was like a thing that a lot of people were. They're like, I'm going to yeah, be a catfish. Yeah. I'm going to pretend to be someone else because I'll be hot like this model and then I'll be cool like me. And what ended up happening was they were like, yeah, I'll bring my personality in this person's body. And then what they would do is they'd be like, well, I got to pretend to be this person. I think this person would say this. I'm like, so you're not being yourself. And they would lose. And The, the person, body and the soul
3: are inextricably linked. Yeah. The yeah. person who
0: won was like the nerdy kid who like didn't do social media he was just no guile you know yeah and so i think that's how survivors should be too it's like yeah be the person who can get betrayed because people are going to feel guilty about it and then you know like we gotta might, you that they,
3: you know what pat they call that the social game that's <laughs> oh. one of the three key strategies that people do use in oh sure
0: oh sure it just be <laughs> yeah. so friendly
3: no radical um radical not playing the game oh <laughs> yeah has become point. itself a discipline of playing the game. I think. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: I think a huge untapped market. So, God, I know we have to go, but there's so much I want to talk to you about. You're good, you're I'm good. sorry. I know. It's just, I'll do
3: it again. Can we just do the podcast again? Absolutely. I'll do it again. Yeah. If you'll have me back. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. oh 100%. Um, if, as long We're as we've had a good time. time. That's all I care about.
3: I've had a great time. Let's do it again. Amazing. I'm going to tidy up and, and leave this house. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. I, all right. <laughs> But this has been great. Thank you for having me on. But did you want to say one more thing? I just, you had I just something. wanted to say, there's, there's, really good. there's so
1: many... We got to do... I think there's a, a market for Catholic survivor. And Oh, I, super, yeah. 100%. I think there's a market for high-quality Catholic anything, really. In
0: as a, a monastery we're just, all wearing
3: monk nah. outfits. As evidenced by no, highly... There must be a Chilean version of it.
1: <laughs> as evidenced by <laughs> highly unsuccessful that. comedian James McCann going gangbusters just because he exists on a bigger platform. You know what I mean? Like, people are dying for... Anything that's good that's not completely in line with the machine, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, what we need to do is we need to talk to, right, Patrick? We need oh, to yes. get that we, guy. We need to talk. To, we need to get this guy. We need to get John Blevins. We need to get everybody onto an island. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And we need to you and me, and we need to do Catholic Survivor like this, and yes. we just need to do it. And it's going to cost a bunch of money, but we're going to make so much when we do it. <laughs> we're going to have gonna, a parallel, gonna make society, it
3: so much. parallel media. Yes. So anyway, it's just are an we idea. the hosts,
1: Ethan, or are we competing? I think you. Oh gosh, between the two of us, I think actually, if you and I were both co-hosts, it would be pretty fun. I think, I think it'd be. I think we do yeah. it with commentating like all the challenges. Oh the game, yeah, definitely. We'd do great. Yeah.
0: We're, we we got to do like I think I think we got to do it like it I think, I think it needs to be We go to an island That has like There's a bunch of islands That just have monasteries Right they're isolated That's mm-hmm, the thing mm-hmm. And they're all closed Because no one right. goes there anymore Yeah And we all We do like a bunch of Physical challenges Yes And we vote people. We excommunicate people Out of the monastery Yeah
1: Alright we defrock them I think it'd be funny To do it And there's a bunch of Silent monks That just kind of watch And they can't participate And they just <laughs> During their breaks <laughs> They just watch us Hit each other with sticks With the marshmallows At the end you know Anyway yeah. <laughs> It could be fun
3: you have a much more liberal version of Survivor than the one they get. If they're yeah. getting marshmallows on the <laughs> island. I don't know. People have to suffer through beans and rice <laughs> and nothing else. But that thing about, yeah, good things that can exist outside of the machine. Yeah. I've never thought of it as calling it the machine, but that's a it's a good way to think about that's it. That's what it is. it is automated. Yeah. What's your favorite, just before we go, look, sure. if there's a piece of media in the last few years, doesn't have to be a Catholic thing, but you go like, I don't know how they got made. Mm-hmm. Like White Lotus is a good version. Mm-hmm. Like that first, season I don't know if you watched that. He, by the way, he came third on Survivor, Mike White. But that was like, and then he went on and he made the White Lotus. Yeah. But yeah. I, there are bits of that first, I've only seen the first season where I go, I don't know how this is possible. Yeah. I don't know sensitivity readers let this through. Keep mean, yeah.
2: hmm.
1: That's a good question.
3: I'm I, to I haven't you you just got like... like this is real art you know no well of course not at the moment (laughs) yeah i'm thinking (laughs) like to watch a film for ages
1: the thing that i'm thinking of is like like science there's been good science fiction films like the movie annihilation was really good okay i really liked that alex garland alex garland actually made a tv show called devs which was like a short it was like an eight eight episode one shot show and it was amazing because it was about it was like this high-tech computer company, Nick Offerman was in it as this high-tech developer, and he made a machine that could recreate any moment in history, and you find out at the end that the, the title of the show, Devs, is a reference to Deus. He essentially creates the god of the machine. Wow, that's great.
3: Yeah, and it's, a, it's a
1: pretty good criticism of why we shouldn't you know, use all of the computing power that we possibly can, because it makes people kill themselves. And so I thought that was pretty good. Yes, Alex Garland, the director, he's pretty good. I like I like some of the stuff that Alex. He's
3: done. All right, I've never seen anything by Alex Garland. I'm yeah. going to chase that. I think up. I think um, the
1: movie Annihilation and the thank TV you. show Devs would be pretty good for you. I mean, it, it wasn't
0: technically. Like, I it was a, it was a book that I read. Hmm. It was yep. called Valentine. It was very. I mean, it was definitely like it was. It, it was, was like was a medical thriller. Who wrote it? it was like obviously no, it the, wasn't a medical thriller. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to I'm going to thwack you in the noggin. <laughs> Um, no, it was. It was. Um, it was very much like part of the. It was. It was definitely machine adjacent, right? Sure. So It had like. It had like race elements and like sexual assault elements and like even oil elements. But it was like a very. It was an emotional. I. It was an. I felt an emotional connection to it that I just hadn't really felt. Do, you, from like do other, you know who wrote this book? Yeah, it was. Um. It was Valentine it was by Elizabeth Wetmore.
1: Joey Valentino. Ooh. It was
0: pretty good. I. It was. I. I had read other like uh what's pulitzer prize bait it's kind of like the oscar bait but for books yeah yeah where it's like oh this book is the next grapes of wrath Mm. where it's like about a a mexican family traveling to the north and it's like okay yeah sure like that's kind of like what grapes of wrath was but that's not what grapes of wrath was like it was deeper (laughs) than that um like grapes of wrath was like bigger than what is in this book but this book valentine it was like it was very um the uh the the emotion behind it was was Mm -hmm. more it was it was more the focus than the politics of like yeah, oh, mm-hmm. all the men are bad in this book.
3: Yeah, I liked Ready yes, Player One. I understand. I didn't see Ready Player One. That's a joke. Is That's bad. a
1: joke. Ready Player One is not okay. Really bad.
3: Yeah, I uh, was sometimes you know, sometimes a thing looks bad and yeah. then you see it and it shocks you. Like, I didn't watch the movie called Crazy Stupid Love until a couple of years ago. That's a pretty good one because it was because it was called Crazy, Crazy Stupid, Stupid Love. Love, but then it was actually. Like a perfectly amiable, yeah, romcom,
1: and it's incredibly funny. I, I like yeah, it; it's so good.
3: Is that the one where
0: the kid it, loves his babysitter?
1: Yes, it's the one where the I, the kid loves the, the kid loves the babysitter. Babysitter loves Steve Carell. Doesn't the movie end with the babysitter yeah. giving him a nude? Yes.
2: That's weird. It's it's that this very funny <laughs> scene at the
1: very end where like the dad of the babysitter finds out about the nude and punches yes. Steve Carell and then Ryan Gosling comes in and defends him and then the guy that's cheating on Steve Carell's wife is and everybody's fighting each other and the cop it's very funny. Yeah. It's, it's very, very good. good but
3: there's also a great reveal that Emma Stone is the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, it's the sort of sixth sense so, I should so shut up. Was, that was, but it, was it a is good, that it is great. Movie.
1: 2009. What a
3: time. That's all I oh man, I mean just I think it stopped between uh, pitch Perfect One and Pitch Perfect Two. That really I was the nexus. All, yeah. uh, the nexus. The yeah. nexus
0: point was when they did the cup song. They were like, "It's all downhill from here." That was yeah. where it peaked. There's not much you know. the, They're like, "We're gonna make another one of these." Yeah, pinnacle of our culture.
3: I should let you go. You guys spend time with your wife. I've been. So, this has gone on for a long time. I'm yeah. so grateful. Well, i a great time. I'll come back anytime. Yeah,
1: seriously. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, of course. It's it's been amazing. I loved. Uh, I, I've loved listening to all of the Catamaran Plan episodes We didn't even talk about the Catamaran Plan.
0: Go listen to James if, Donald Ford's McCann Catamaran Plan. Yeah,
1: it's it's the best podcast out right now. It's just the most. It's incredible. Please. If you want to support a man please. in his dream to buy a boat, James Donald Ford's McCle- McCann Catamaran Plan. It's the place to be. Uh, but just thanks for everything you do. You're doing great stuff. You're making guys oh, like please. us who desire to Stop be. It comedy people
3: stop it it gives stop us, it. We're it gives ending us the podcast. good things to
1: do yeah, yeah, yeah. as an <laughs> Not Australian
3: I reject any of this praisefulness don't and reject we must it, end don't, it now. don't give me a false Good goodbye hum- false I'm humility. turning it off <laughs> I'm right, the it's greatest good to meet you, performer who's ever lived <laughs> 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 I'll talk to you soon it's good to meet you I hope to do this yeah. again you too thank, right. thank you thank you so much yeah. what lovely boys